0: Welcome to episode 47 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 podcast.
1: My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome to episode 47, ladies and gentlemen. That's an alarming number. It's really, it's really big. You know, Jeff and I got together today and we were going, 47? I mean, we're coming up on 50, 50 episodes. 50.
0: Yeah. 50. Yeah. I'm 50. Amazing. And I can kick. <laughs> you know, when Molly Shannon guested on Will and Grace. The best. Of course, I was in awe of her because she's a genius. Yes. And one of the things, one of the many things that I loved about Molly was if you just said to her, Molly, will you do I'm 50? She would just do it. Always. Always. she was not in any way precious like honey i do that on tv no she just would go into it my name is sally o'malley she would just go into it yeah and i love her for that she's a great person coming up on 50 guys 50 is going to be a biggie we were discussing oh yeah our There's
1: secret big plans, plans are going on that's what i can Big plans
0: an episode like nothing you've heard from us before and wait what number episode is this again today 47 man oh
1: <sighs> wait a minute 47 years ago was 1975. 1975. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little something different today. (laughs) I'm going to ask you. What are we going to do today? I'm going to ask you. There were a number of cameras that were introduced in 1975. Okay. Yes. I would like you to guess. Oh. Just... Guess a couple of cameras that were introduced in '75, and we will see if you're right, and you will get a prize.
0: What randomly? Yeah. Just reel off some cameras <laughs> that I think came out in '75,
1: or I can be nice and give you a hint. Uh, do you want me to? Do okay, that? wait.
0: I'm gonna. Okay, wait. Let me. I'm gonna try one from each of the big brands, and let's see if I'm right. Perfect. Okay. '75. Canon EF. No. Um. Sorry. Uh um, okay, uh Nikermat EL2.
1: You know what? I have to give it to you. It's too close. nikermat FT2. Oh, FT2. Okay, all it's right. A, it's a winner. I mean, that's a winner.
0: Yep. Okay, so yep. that's the one from Nikon and from Minolta. Ooh! The Minolta Oh god, XK. Minolta XK. No. Oh. But you'll get All right, it. Um, I'll give you one no, more. No, no, wait, Minol- wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. I'm going to guess one more. Minolta XE7.
1: Okay. The, this So, okay. You're very close because the Minolta XE7 oh. came out in 74, I believe. Okay. That's correct. And then the they made the cheaper version, the XE5 that came out in 75. But those are good guesses. Oh. Those are great. All right. Okay. okay. Let me tell you All what right. else came out. The Olympus yes, OM2.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm still Do looking. Do you have one of those yet? Still, I forget. Still looking. The teeming masses are always telling us to buy one. I know. Miranda DX3. Oh, yeah. You know, I was looking at that the other day. Really? Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Nikonos 3. Ooh, you know what? hmm Look at that. It's right it's there. It's right
1: there in the frame. He didn't even know this, yes. gen- ladies and gentlemen. Yes,
0: yes. Mamiya 645. Oh, well, I don't know about those cameras. Pentax yeah. K2. K2, very interesting. Okay. The Canon TX. Ooh, that's a weird one. You know, we never talk about the no, TX. We never do. That was their. That yep. was a budget camera that was around the same time as the FTB and yep. company. Very interesting. Now, what camera did they stop
1: making in 1975? Oh, Look at this. Okay, I
0: have it. I have it. Please. No, no, I know what it is. Okay. The Nikon F. Ah! Okay, what? That's it. That was my guess. The
1: beautiful and illustrious Leica M5.
0: Wow. <laughs> now, does that mean that the Leica CL was also discontinued? Around the same... It was actually all yeah, around in the, the same, same time. time. That CL, I think, was
1: 73. I may be wrong about that, but somewhere in there. Someone will write us. And, and let me tell you about one important... Popular photography cover. Yes. Thing. You <laughs> I ready? love these. You ready? Yes. For real? A prototype <laughs> 110 SLR with a zoom lens? <laughs> is it the
0: Minolta thingy dingy that we talked be. about? It's so it funny. Must be. It was just such a funny wow. headline. For real? For I love it. For real?
1: That. A prototype 110 <laughs> SLR with a zoom
0: lens? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I wonder yeah. if it is the Minolta Auto 110 Zoom. Hmm, Crazy, which we yeah. talked about last time—the spaceship camera. Yeah. So that that's, that's is that's uh, 1975 uh, camera in 1975. If you have more, now, please let me ask write you a question, yes. just general, generally. Yes. yes. Do you think as we continue to go back in time, as the episodes roll forward, <laughs> is camera history going to get more interesting or less interesting as we I go back? I think backwards?
1: it'll get more interesting until we are in episode
0: 275.
1: Yep. <laughs> then we're gonna have
0: serious problems. Right. What are we going to, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that <laughs> will be problematic. And then we when get we to get episode to into episode
1: 10,000, yes. then we're going to have, you know, carvings right. on walls and things like that. Right, exactly. And, yeah, we'll know. be talking <laughs> about
0: the caves at right, Lasco. Right, and, right, right. and, yeah, still it. pictures, okay. still photography. Yes, okay. still photography. Yeah. Yes. Well, that Shroud of Turin. <laughs> Shroud of Turin is phot- it's a contact print. Okay, so no. <laughs> very first contact. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that? No, I don't think Breaking so. Breaking new ground. I don't think the so. shroud of Turin. But do you think the those first shrouds came
1: brand. in a box like Ilford? Do you think it was like one of those? <laughs> like you get you get ten shrouds and you get you get okay. exactly. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Merry okay. Christmas. Well, Gabe, thank you for that rewind into 1975. This is very exciting. Uh, This is a really good episode. Guys, those of you who have come with us on this journey know that in the previous two episodes, Marie Naikondo put in an appearance and helped me cull. Though I've had a number of comments from people, Gabe, really about your performance (laughs) as Marie Naikondo. Here were the comments. The comments... Really, we're all of a piece. They said, you know, when Jeff did Marie Nikondo, he was very cruel and very heartless. Yes. And would say, you got to get rid of that thing. Yeah. Even over Gabe's strenuous objections. Many people pointed out that when you played Marie Nikondo, it was the reverse (laughs) that I would be saying, I'm ready to get rid of that thing. And you were like, you can't get rid of that. Yeah. Oh, no. You can't get rid of that. I was feeling for you. Uh, Yeah. Which is... uh, Hmm. It's an interesting take on Marie. <laughs> yes, it, is what I would yes, say. Yes, it is. I'll agree. Anyway, I have assembled a list, which includes a couple of deletions Mm. based on your notes, which I will post in the show notes. But in the back half of today's episode, we are going to finally, in part three of this journey, we're going to talk about how in the world do you get rid of this stuff? Exactly. So we're going to talk about several strategies and tactics that we have used, some we have not used, and we will also solicit suggestions from the teeming masses about how you divest yourself of your cameras. But first... We have some other stuff to cover. Okay. <laughs> I want to say that out of the Marina Condo to parter, a number of listeners reached out to me and purchased gear. How about that? I think
1: that is amazing. That is so It is amazing.
0: Cool. Yes, and it was very interesting to see what sold. Three lenses, okay? A Leica M mount Voigtlander lens, two Olympus Pen lenses. And a Polaroid Automatic 250. That's incredible. Isn't that interesting? If I were gonna think about the things that were most likely to sell, I would not have chosen those. No. But they are out the door. Everything but the Polaroid has been delivered and the customers are satisfied. I so, guys, love when we that. get to Everyone's the end of this, happy. reach out to me if you want a deal. By the way, stickers are enclosed. Okay, so maybe buy something just to get a sticker. That's true. That's a good point. Okay. And I'm in a charitable mood because tis the season. Yes. Okay. I took some of the proceeds. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gabe was already mocking me. I did buy a non-photographic thing with some of the proceeds, which is right here over my shoulder. We're going to display that uh, (laughs) picture. It's so embarrassing, but it is a Panasonic boombox, the same exact model I had when I was 14 years old. Yeah. I saw it on eBay, and I could not resist. Mm -hmm. You could have uh, resisted. (laughs) Should I say what it's for? Or should we keep that shrouded in mystery? What do you think? We'll keep it shrouded in mystery because I think we'll make an
1: announcement about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll keep it shrouded in mystery. But I had a very specific reason for wanting this boombox. The other thing I bought. Guys, we did not cover this when we had our discussion of Nikon cameras. But it turns out that the Nikonos system contains one lens, which is neither a above water and underwater lens nor an underwater only lens it is an above water lens that is water resistant did you know that i had no idea i had no idea how did you either. discover this i don't know i guess i was reading up right. on the nikonos and i came across this it is a 28 millimeter f 2.8 lw nikor wow. and it's Fairly rare, but I found a U.S. based seller, and I made him a lowball offer, and he went for it. So great! So this is how I have used the proceeds. You're recycling this doing in a way. Yes, I am. I'm pumping money back into the system. Right. Oh, you know what else is coming at the end of today's episode? What? Gabe is going to give out your photographic <gasps> assignment. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Do you want to preview it at all? No.
1: I'm not saying a word. I'm just saying, get ready. It's going to be fun. This has been drumrolled
0: for two years. Yes. And we're finally doing it. Yep. Okay. One other thing I want to mention in response to some questions that I got from listeners. People have seen that I often post panoramic photos on my Instagram where I post a masked, letterboxed shot of the full panorama. But then you can swipe through To to see see the the panorama. And it's really cool. And I, when I first started doing that, because I had seen other people do it, I looked for iPhone apps which would do that, which would slice a panorama into a number of coordinated pieces. And they all cost a lot of money. Some of them are subscription based. You know what I say? I say, screw that. There you go. There is an iPhone shortcut called Instagram Swipe panorama which is free. Where'd you even find that? And we're going to link to this. I don't even remember where That's I found impressive. it. That's impressive. But I'm going to link to it in the show notes and guys, I encourage you to use this. It is a free app. You install it on your phone, you run this shortcut, it asks you what photo you want to slice and how many slices you want, and then it dumps them into your camera roll. Kabam. That's so great. Great trick, right? Great trick. One other thing I wanted to mention before we go to everyone's favorite segment, <laughs> pushing film. Yes. How did we get on this? Gabe, how did we get on the subject of pushing film? Because I think you were also looking
1: at pictures and seeing people push film and and you started asking about it. You said, because you've never yeah.
0: done that. That's the thing. I have been photographing for low these many decades yep. and I have never felt the desire to push film film have you done it i have done it talk to me
1: there were times where i didn't have 3200 film and i was going you know to a party or i was shooting in a bar or something like that and usually i would just chance it with my 400 but there was some reason that i pushed it to i think 1600 and i think so it was you were shooting tri-X, something like triax yeah, yeah
0: triax and you just set your yeah. Film speed mm-hmm. at 1600 and just shoot away. Mm-hmm. And then you tell the lab to push it. Mm-hmm. It's always a Two couple stops. dollars more or
1: something like that.
0: Yeah. And you get a contrastier, grainier look.
1: Yes. Contrastier, did grainier. You like it's it? a little different now. But yes. No, I did like it at the time. I, I just haven't done it since um, because, you know, Trev Lee was telling me about the 3200. And I have a roll of that right now in my camera that I'm almost done with. That's why I took a picture of you today and with the 3200. Oh, I've never yeah, used yeah. it,
0: but yeah, I haven't done it recently. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. You should try it. Is it the kind of thing where you find yourself in a situation like you just described, where you don't have super fast film in your pocket, and so you just decide, all right, I'm shooting by night, right? And so I'm gonna. Do, or have you ever used it to get a specific kind of portraiture effect or no. atmospheric effect? No. no.
1: Just because I wouldn't know better, I, I just wouldn't know exactly what to do to get that look. This was purely because I was in a low, very low light situation, and I had my fifty f two, and I just needed a little more help.
0: Well, I want to hear from the teeming masses yeah. because obviously this is something that gets talked about in beginning photography classes, and yet it is something that we two seasoned veterans have done only sparingly. Yeah, very do sparingly. Do you push film? I also want to hear from people. Do you, any of you push color film for interesting color effects? Or is that something you just do not do? Interesting. I'm also curious about these film stocks like Lomo Turquoise and Lomo Purple that do not have a box speed. Have you seen this? I've seen it. I had no idea they didn't have a box speed. That's the first No I'm box speed. They say to you about like Lomo Turquoise, see what happens if you shoot it at 100 or 200 or 400 or 800. See what happens. Huh. I don't like that, but I think it's interesting, (laughs) these kind of speedless films. Okay. Now, guys, we move on to... If there are nine emails in the mailbag, would you call that prodigious? It's still prodigious. It's a prodigious! Mailbag. Here we go, guys. The fun begins with Mr. Bear Brown, one of our favorites. Here we go. He says... In episode (laughs) 44-ish, he said the topic of focus assist came up. He said, my favorite focusing aid is actually a tape measure and hyperfocal distance. Oh, boy. So what he says is he uses depth of field, okay? He is doing that smarty thing. That we are supposed to do, which is know your depth of field and shoot accordingly. He said, truth be told, I went to art school to escape math, but I shortly found out there is no escaping math. (laughs) What he does is he starts his students out using the formula from the American Cinematographer's Manual. And then with a the smile, he says, There are apps that do this now. Almost every make and model can be found in various apps. Free apps like Magic Film Viewfinder really help. Getting familiar with distance and depth of field is the technique most news shooters did with cameras like the Graflex. He's right. He is right. Wow. And he said, Which reminds me, when you asked about show ideas, I wouldn't mind y'all doing a show on press cameras. <sighs> Gabe, do you have enough press cameras to warrant such a show? I think I have a press
1: ga- I No, I probably have two press cameras that I've never oh. used that I'm dying <gasps> okay. to use. So, yes, this might be very interesting to do.
0: Well, that might be a Jeff and Gabe challenge Yes, where we each take up those. Because, you know, I've never shot large format in my life. So maybe an interesting... Well, uh, no, I'm excited. Okay. I like that. Finally, he says, lastly, I do a lot of bulk loading. And he says he uses two types of cassettes. One is a metal cult cassette. Uh, never seen that. And the other type is the Kaiser plastic ones. Both were purchased from B&H. Some of the felt is starting to flake. That is a problem I've had. But no light leaks so far. Okay, that's He also that's gets good used cassettes. That's really yeah, good to hear. He's lucky because I find those cult cassettes just mold. Right. He also says that he gets used cassettes from his local lab, which, shout out, Bay Camera Company in Savannah, Georgia. And he bulk loads them with film he gives out to his students since they usually have a camera that reads DX coding. Okay, on we go. Two emails from our dear friend, Alan Perez. The first is, I guess you guys are too young to remember the great silver hoarding scare. What? What? I need to know about this. Here's what he said. He said, until episode 46, I didn't realize how young Gabe is. And I assume Jeff isn't too far off. We've been hearing so much complaining about the increasing price of film. No one remembers the great Hunt Brothers silver hoarding scandal of seventy-nine eighty. I do remember this. I don't. They drove the price of silver up 700% and hoarded 100 million ounces of silver, according to Wikipedia, there were predictions that film would become impossible to buy. The Hunt brothers tried to corner the market in silver. I remember this. Wow. I was a mere child. But I do remember this making headlines. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? That's really cool. Imagine laying out good money for a new 35mm camera and then be faced with increasing film prices and processing costs and a possible cutoff of the film supply. Alan was in that boat. Fascinating. He also provides a link to Mike Ekman's site for a list of the top 47 cameras of 1979. On that list are two cameras that he bought new and still has. The XA Olympus and the Canon A1. How about that? Nice. And, oh, and my favorite, the Alpha 11. Beautiful. How about that? Beautiful. He also asked, do we have anything planned for a Hanukkah show? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Alan. Perhaps you should ask your cousin, Shimon Perez, about that. Next up, he says, oh, apropos of this, he just visited the Illinois Holocaust Museum, and he said there were two special exhibits of interest. One was a collection of photos by David Seymour, a.k.a. Chim, of magnum fame. They're all post-World War II, about the aftermath of the conflict. And he also said the other was about the Ghost Army, which was a small unit that developed techniques to make it appear U.S. Army units were where they were not or still when moving. There were two soldiers of interest. One is Eddie Haas. See below his bio. It says Eddie Haas became a prolific TV writer in Hollywood. He is credited as co-creator of The Munsters and also wrote many of the episodes. In addition, he wrote for Get Smart, Dick Van Dyke, and The Jerry Lewis Show. Wow. Do you know what this means? Tell me. It means there is an admirable precedent for hyphenate photographers, yes. comedy writers. Yes. Okay, this is it true. means that just as Eddie Haas is an American hero, we too, Gabe and I, are American heroes. Don't you agree that that is what oh, Alan is trying? That's to what, he, say? of course, he is. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Fascinating. Thanks for those insights, Alan. That's great, Alan. Our next emailer. Mary Bradley, that's right, folks. I want to hear from more women. Okay. Oh, yes. Anyway, Mary says, Lady Mailer here. She said, I heard you mention your surprise at Leica stores accepting trade-ins. I have traded used cameras and lenses at Leica stores and have also purchased used equipment from them. It has been a seamless experience. How about that? We need to try that. Yeah. We'll talk about that toward the end yeah. of the episode. But thanks for your insight, Mary. That's good to know. Howard Sandler new emailer he says i have a question for marie nikondo he says i collect only cameras i'm going to shoot usually i go for second tier models which are a bargain he has some Graflex large format several medium format mostly bronica and a lot of 35 millimeter cameras he generally prefers slrs primarily his 35 millimeters are a nikon collection and he says he now feels he has enough nikon bodies and lenses but he says on a whim I bought an Adixa Reflex earlier in the year, purely for the Virgin story and the looks. I liked the front shutter release, but soon the camera died. He Later, he saw a Miranda at a flea market, also front shutter release. Picked that up, then a Topcon came up. He paid a non-bargain price because of the reputation. Recently, in a Mernilta SRT-101 came up. He has all of these now. None of these other SLRs has the features, lenses, accessories, or quality of the Nikons. There's nothing wrong with the Minolta. It just doesn't do anything or have any unique ergonomics compared to a lot of the other SLRs. Here is the question he is posing to Marie. Do you keep these non-Nikons or send them on? What would you advise, Howard? Well, let's let's,
1: let's see Marie number one answer, and then Marie number two will answer. How about that? Well, you go first. I say you let them go.
0: How about that? Interesting. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say? Well, here's what I was going to say. Howard, I feel we're catching you at an inflection point. (laughs) Are you a collector? I mean, you say, I collect only cameras I'm going to shoot. So really the question is, if you have shot with all of these babies and they do not push you in an interesting direction artistically okay if you don't find something in the handling of the camera or in one of these lenses that sparks your interest and excites you then yes there are tessas out there who are yearning for cameras like that particularly that minolta srt or a miranda those are great starter cameras so this is what i think both marie's agree on this (laughs) perfect all right and then he also followed up to say that you can see pictures of him with his film cameras on Flickr. His handle is H. Sandler. All right, on we go. Next up, Martin McPherson.
1: <laughs> well done, Jeff. I know that took a lot of restraint.
0: Okay, yeah. He says, <laughs> when is Marie Ikondo going to visit Gabe's house of camera bags? <laughs> oh, boy. You know, <laughs> it's a very good question. Oh, boy. Very good question. He has a couple of tips. This is a, an email of many themes. Mm-hmm. He says, helpful tip, if you are using a sub-miniature camera, he points out that the FPP store sells several pre-cut sizes of film for your Minox and Minolta needs. Now, the Minox stuff actually comes from Blue Moon, but he's right. They sell Blue Moon film. For Minox cameras, and they also sell 16 millimeter for Minolta's. I've never owned a 16 millimeter Minolta camera, but that is a good tip. Yep. He said, I know you guys love colorful cameras. Check out Camera Coat, that's K-O-T-E, on the Insta. No, man, I will not do that. <laughs> I do not like painted cameras. Oh, boy. Fight me on this. hmm <laughs> There are certain cameras, particularly for some reason, the Canon P. Beautiful. That seems to be a camera yeah. that people make all sorts of psychedelic colors. I can't stand it. It makes my flesh crawl. I hate <laughs> it. Okay. Anyway, he says, if you are considering a one-handed camera, look no further than the Canon Rebel TI. Do you know that camera? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thoughts? Hey, it's a, It's a great idea. That is a one-handed camera. Yeah.
0: He says the only thing you can't do with your right hand is change the drive mode or self timer. He says pair it with a nifty fifty or the forty millimeter package. You have an exceptionally tiny SLR package. Good tip. He says it's smaller than the Alon 7, but a delight in silver and gray. Next, he says, I am going to push back on the Pen F versus FT. By the way, I have mine right here. Pen FT. Love it. Look at that pancake lens, baby. Look at that. Look how groovy. Unreal. There, One of the ads, by the way, for the PenFT showed the camera inside of a shoe because it's <laughs> so small you can fit it in your shoe. That's great. Okay, he says, The F's viewfinder isn't exactly bright, which makes the FT's metered but even dimmer view nearly unusable. Jeff might be on to something with that FV, but I'll stick with that sexy gothic letter. Thank you very much. Okay. Martin is correct that the standard Pen F has a brighter finder. But there are many refinements and I have read about these in John Foster's book about the Olympus Pen series that were incorporated into the FT and therefore the FV that make it a more desirable camera. By the way, I want to point this out again, FVs are not expensive even though they are rare. As a matter of fact, I was going back and forth with a guy on eBay who was offering me one for 250 bucks with two lenses. Oh wow. I mean, that is a lovely system. Gabe, do you want to tell the gang why I didn't buy it? Do you remember this? (laughs) Yes, Jeff. Why didn't you buy it? (laughs) It had a
1: fogged frame counter. Exactly.
0: Now... Hey, Jeff. That's an aesthetic problem. Jeff? Yes. Yes.
1: What does that fogged frame counter do when you take a
0: picture? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> uh, annoy me. It's <laughs> the primary thing. That exactly. It does. That's what it, it does. Intensely annoys me. Right. No. Listen. It is an aesthetic problem, but my worry was that if the frame counter is fogged, it might indicate I, I agree internal with problems I in agree the camera. I agree with him. Yep. Yeah. Finally, Martin says I've been shooting the Olympus OM4T for several years now, a few years less than his previous OM1 and OMG. He picked it up for the sophisticated multi-spot metering. But getting another OM-1 has me questioning my choices. I still think the OM-4T would give the infamous Nikon FM3A a run for its money, though. What do you think? I would. That's a great
1: challenge. Like, that's a real... I really would almost get that just to do that comparison.
0: Uh, Yeah, I want to hear people chime in on this. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Aesthetically, guys, I just... I just don't love the later OMs as much as I love the OM one. But on functionality, is there anyone out there who has both these cameras who can tell us? And what about lens that would be down?
1: comparable? That would be cool.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What lens would be comparable? So, thank you for writing, Martin McPherson. <laughs> Boy, that was that was terrible. Okay, next up, Paul Friday. He says, first, happy birthday to Jeff. Thanks, man. Uh, he, says, <laughs> he says, I was catching up on episodes while painting. Ooh, And listen to the first of the Nikondo clearances. You read out a letter about the Mercury 2, the dromedary of half biscuits. <laughs> 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 half biscuit. That's... Gabe, half biscuit. <laughs> he says he had one for a while but sold it because it was just too fiddly to use. It was quirky and looked great. No, Paul, it looks horrible, but that's fine. But using it was more about the camera than the picture. Worth a try if you can borrow one, if only to appreciate what good ergonomics can add to ease of use. He tags on, he actually links to a couple of blog posts about this camera, and then he finally says, if you wanted a challenge, how about shooting the most complex and badly designed camera you own? Go on, then. What is the worst camera Ever. Wow. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. That's also a great challenge.
1: Like, we should go out and pick what camera is our worst or one we just don't get along with. Yeah. And shoot with it. You know,
0: it's interesting. I have a couple of cameras. I mean, guys, my favorite camera is the Alpa, and it is the slowest handling camera that I own. Stop-down metering, really unwieldy controls, winds from front to back, but I still love it. So this is an interesting challenge. Paul, we will bookmark yes, that. Yes, we are going to talk very, about that. Very, very interesting. And finally, Peter, who failed to give his last name because this is an attack. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's hear you being attacked. <laughs> Hi, Jeff and Gabe. I live in Copenhagen, Denmark. Yes. And have been enjoying your show for the past half a year or so. He says... <laughs> He says, I love your enthusiasm for cameras in general, although each episode leads to my gas shooting up. You know, we don't use that term on this show, but that's fine. That's fine, Peter. He says, now, I don't like this, but my inner Karen wants out. I know you both are American. I don't know how you could tell (laughs) Uh, that. Seriously. I mean, my facility with accents, I'm like Hugh Laurie. I could be English for all you know. (laughs) He says, I guess this is a North American thing. But the way you guys say Nikon really oh grates my ears. Nikon, I hope I... that given that you've been given a platform from which you get to say Nikon lots of times, you'd be giving more attention to how you say it. Don't kill me. Still a fan. Peter, <laughs> Gabe, what are your thoughts on this vicious attack?
1: It's very upsetting. No. Um, yes no I, and I've been in conversations with people that I yes. have said Nikon they've said Nikon and you're just waiting yes. for the other person to correct the other one but you just continue doing that it's a very silly sounding conversation after a while but Nikon Nikon you know I'm going to push back I would say that, that I would say that the correct pronunciation is Nikon but
0: Ooh. I will call it Nikon let me tell you why I think he's wrong <laughs> oh boy <laughs> My understanding, okay, I am refused to do research about this, okay. So don't don't at do me it, folks. because
1: you, you'll you'll get upset.
0: My understanding is that the Nikon was named the Nikon to evoke the Zeiss Icon, I K O N, not Zeiss Nippon. Icon. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they were sued and had to call their camera the Nikor in various markets. Mm-hmm because of the resemblance. Are you telling me that that is the Zeiss Icon? Is that what you're saying to me? I,
1: I would never say that to you, but it's I think it's Nikon. Well,
0: Okay, well. Look, didn't Paul Simon put this to rest? He didn't say, I got a Nikon camera I love to take a photograph. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Peter, we're going to take your note... And as we do with a lot of notes from the network, we're going to say, we'll look at that. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we close our prodigious (laughs) mailbag. Gang, we always appreciate your emails. You can reach us at idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Beautiful. We now arrive at the main event. Let it go. Do you want to sing the song from Frozen? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I sing the song. You have such a beautiful voice. Okay, here we go. Ready? And here we go. No. Um. (laughs) But uh, I I want to talk about how we let go. Okay, so I have found myself with a large inventory of cameras that are in excellent condition. I'd like to hear from you about your. Ways of unloading equipment, go. Okay, so I am not a great
1: eBay seller. Not because I'm mm. a bad eBay seller. I'm just not, I haven't done it before over eBay. I have bought a bazillion things over eBay. Same. But I'm not a seller. Like I'm always, I don't know why. I mean, people sell things off eBay all the time. I just like to make contact with someone. I'd like to know who I'm selling it to. So I used to use Craigslist. I sold a few things on Craigslist and then heard some people didn't have such great experiences. So I stopped doing that. And then I started going to camera stores. Sometimes I sold to KEH when they would come into town. And more recently, I sold to a local camera shop. So
0: LA Film Camera. Yeah. All right, let's run those down. That's one of those ways. But yes. Let's run them down. Okay, eBay. You've never sold anything on eBay. Never. Nor have I. Mm -hmm. I have a feedback rating on eBay of coming up on 500. Wow. That's fancy pants. Never, ever sold a thing. I'm scared of people. I'm scared of Mm people. Guys, I'll admit it. I'm too fearful. I don't want to disappoint anyone. And I think I'm like you in that... I mean, when listeners reach out to me and their names I recognize because they've written into the show or they followed me on Instagram, I feel like we have a relationship. And so they know that I'm not going to let them down, and I don't want to let them down, and I take extraordinary care to communicate well and so forth. But that's as close as I get. I cannot imagine. Even on – okay, we talk about the online ways of selling. eBay, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace – Offer up Etsy Mercari yep. Etsy these are all ways that we could do it but I am too nervous I'm too nervous I will tell you this a number of friends
1: sell on both offer up yeah and Facebook Marketplace and the most luck I think is from Facebook Marketplace because they know a little something about you yeah. And you know a little something about them. And I've had a very successful time buying off Facebook Marketplace, but I haven't sold anything yet.
0: I have never bought anything on Facebook Mm -hmm. Marketplace, though when I was ex-pan hunting, I did communicate with a local seller because that was kind of appealing to me. Like, oh, he's in L.A. I can drive across town. Mm -hmm. I can look at the thing. If everything seems copacetic, I can give him the money. Right. Uh, That seemed okay, but I haven't actually done it. And I've never done Craigslist either. I never bought anything on Craigslist no no that's not true i bought my durston larger from that's a listing right. on craigslist that's right that's the only time there it is right there i love it I love <laughs> that's it. what's left of it at least yeah but okay so let's hear from you guys all right let's talk about those options ebay craigslist etc do you guys have the same nerves right <laughs> that exactly. i do or are you totally comfortable Then the next thing you said was you were talking about, okay, let's talk about the KEH situation. right Now, what I am hoping to do one of these days is bring a load of equipment to KEH in Atlanta. Because I go to Atlanta a lot. I actually recently communicated with them about that, which I'll talk about in a second. But KEH sends emissaries out to local camera shops in big cities. I have interacted with the gentlemen from KEH when they are out on tour, and I have sold them a lot of stuff. And to be honest, that is my favorite way to unload things. Absolutely. Not just because their prices are fair, but also I know the guys. And it's a company that I like. And they will often, if you say, can I have a credit toward a KEH purchase, they'll give you a 10% bump to use in trade. So that has been my primary way of unloading stuff. When I understand that in general, if you're going to sell to KEH, you reach out to them and say, I'd like a quote on my gear. You ship it to them. They contact you with the quote. If you like the quote, you make the deal, and they'll tack on 10% if, uh, if you want store credit. This is what I was thinking about doing with my Sumacron, the 90-millimeter right. Summicron that's the albatross around my neck. My understanding is Adorama does the same thing. So that's the online retailer option, right? And then we've talked about local camera shops. Okay, you were very successful at LA Film Camera yes. in getting them to buy your gear. I was entirely unsuccessful <laughs> because I brought them either crap or things that were way, way, way too expensive.
1: Or there's also if you're in the New York area, B and H. B and H oh, is very know. honest about that. So when I had my debacle of stuffing that camera backpack, it was 950 pounds. I had to go in and get rid of the bag that I had just bought a year ago from them. Bought another yeah. bag. And they said, oh yeah, just go, go around the corner. And they went around the corner and you walk in, they look at your stuff and they buy it. It was the easiest transaction ever. Wow. And there were people there So that's there the same people, there I could fly to stuff. New York with stuff.
0: Yeah, well, when I could you're fly to New York with a ton of on gear. On a trip,
1: like, you know, I think that's, that's worthwhile.
0: And then what were the other things you said? The film community. I think there's many...
1: Ways to reach out to beers and cameras, and bringing things to to meetups, and uh, you know, there, there's definitely ways like that too. Which I'd prefer anyway is put the word out on your camera gear, and if someone you know was into cameras, they'll get the word out too. So
0: that's definitely a way to do it. When you did your Marina condo whenever that was about mm-hmm. a year, year and a half ago and you put word out on Instagram, did you have any takers? Did anyone snap anything up? People inquired about a couple of things but they weren't ready to buy anything. So, okay. You seem very successful in getting people to engage in high-level trades with you. I like love that. Like your trades. infamous M5 for Roloflex trade. I love that. Trade. The thing
1: is that trev loves that camera and he does amazing things with it yeah he always does videos on it he's made that camera very famous how
0: about that it's amazing have
1: you ever had a bad experience as a seller not as a seller as a buyer of course but not as a seller and i've always been you know extremely fair on price and and i there's a lot of things when you're selling equipment you have to remember that you always have a price in your head especially selling to a retail store Retail store has to resell it. So yes. you sort of have to cut your price down a bit because it's going a private seller is probably going to give you more. But I always put in my head, it's like I have this used camera. I want to put it out in the world. And then I sort of think of like, okay, so let's say I rented the camera. You know what I mean? I always put this thing like I've, I've sort of, I've gotten my money's worth out of the camera. I love the camera. And this is what I'd feel comfortable with. Well, that used hard.
0: to be my philosophy, you know, when I... Because I have a lot of books, yeah. and I still buy and sell a lot of books. And back in the day, I remember when I was in college, I was on a very, very tight budget, but I loved buying records. And so I had about probably between 200 and 300 albums. Ugh. But I would constantly churn that collection. right? And I developed this philosophy. Awesome. If I am not listening to and enjoying the record... Its value is zero. That's true. It is not whatever I would pay for it. It is not whatever some schmuck would pay for it. Its value is zero. Right. So any amount of cash I get that is above zero is gravy. It is going from being something that has no utility or value to me to something that has creating utility. That's a great way to look at it. That's really great. So... That's how I guess, I mean, cameras are obviously more expensive, both to buy and to sell, right? But I have to think of it that way. If I'm not using it, and it's really interesting. I've been thinking about this since I offloaded these three lenses and this one camera, you know, I'm sure, I believe I mentioned in a previous podcast how I got rid of most of my CDs. Right. Like 90% of my CDs when I moved into this new house. And I really had weeks of anxiety after I did it about whether I had made the right decision and then it melted away because I realized I have all that music Yep, I didn't lose anything the interesting thing that has happened in the week or so since I sold these lenses, I don't miss any of them It's like, I think about the people who bought them and are enjoying them. One of them posted on Instagram, a picture of the lens on his camera and he was taking it out for a shoot. And I thought, my God, that just fills me with so much joy. Like it was just sitting in my drawer and I wasn't going to shoot with it. I was hanging on to it just in case I needed it. Owen Owen Mackin, the
1: actor friend. Yes. Um, who bought the T2, the contacts T2. He couldn't love it more. He loves this camera. He's getting great pictures out of it. I couldn't be happier. I don't miss it at all. I just didn't have good luck with it. It wasn't my kind of camera. But he loves it. So I love that.
0: Yeah. So I think it is a matter, guys, of like, you know, we always talk about like the 22-year-old graduate student, Tessa, who is yearning for your camera. But also you got to think of it. You got to almost train yourself to think like, all right, its value to me is zero. Right. Which brings me, by the way, To something we haven't talked about all that much on the pod, but is worth mentioning in this context. You know the other way in which I've gotten rid of lots of equipment? I donate it. Yes. The first time that I needed to offload a lot of equipment, I put it all in a box, very carefully wrapped, and I sent it to the Film Photography Project. Because they have a school donation program that spans the globe. So great. Like not just schools in the United States, but schools abroad that have photography programs. And they do an incredible job of, you know, culling these cameras and making sure the ones that they send on work. And they put them in the hands of young people who want to learn about photography. So if your cameras have failed all the tests of trying to sell and you get to that baseline, donate them. That's so great. It's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to do. And the moment, like, it's what you're saying, Gabe. Like, the moment that you see someone actually using it, it's so exciting because you've, like, given them their first taste. You know, the first taste is free. So it's definitely something to factor in when you're talking about how to unload stuff. My problem right now is that my list is so long. (laughs) And I think some of these cameras, you know, when I look at this list, I see a lot of things... Yes, the Nikon F, really good student camera. The Konica Acom 1, the uh, Pentax Electro Spotmatic, these are all excellent student cameras. But something like a Rectiflex or a Robot Royal or you know, a Canon 110 camera or these are exotic, strange things. They're not really suited to a school donation kind of situation. It's more suited to a weirdo like me who wants to sample some other sort of shooting experience. Right. right. And that is why I guess I'm going to, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to
1: just say, I'm just going to come out and say it. Ready? I'm just saying there might be, in our future, I haven't even discussed <gasps> this with you. Oh boy. An i dream of cameras. Garage sale camera sale.
0: Come on. Imagine. Yeah. Cuz you know we don't have one. No. Come on. You know, if you and I pooled our resources. Oh yeah. Okay. Could we get a couple of tables worth of cameras going? Oh, oh are you kidding me? Of course we could. Because, you know, I think about this and I look at my meticulously yeah. listed. You, you're you not meticulous about any of this stuff. No. You have like boxes and boxes yeah. of cameras stuff. that you've picked. Wow. That's a brilliant notion. Mm. Live on the air. There you go. Wow. Very exciting. I love that idea. We're going to do it. So, guys, book your plane tickets. <laughs> so good. That is great. I love that. I love that. So yeah, maybe that's down the line. Yes, is definitely. Jeff and Gabe's big garage sale, the I Dream of Cameras garage sale. I love it. Any other methods of selling or offloading cameras? Oh, there is one that I've mentioned on the show in the past that I feel obliged to mention. Do it. If you have friends with a new baby, yes, yeah, give them a film camera. And a roll I am of film. not joking. Yeah, it's a great gift. I give them a film camera, a roll of film, and a darkroom gift certificate. Because I always think that when these babies get to be 10, 20 years old, where are the JPEGs? Yeah. The JPEGs are gone. Yeah. Who knows? And you guys have seen like over the past couple of weeks after my last trip to Atlanta, I unearthed some negatives that I shot when I was 10. Of me and my siblings and the house that I grew up in. Imagine if I had shot those with a Motorola Razor. (laughs) I mean, those pictures are gone. Right. It's true. And you have to think of your iPhone today as the Motorola Razer of 2050. Yep. Like, will your JPEGs be readable? So, friends with new babies, even a friend with a new puppy. Yes, that's a
1: great idea.
0: I mean, you see, go to the hashtag dogs of Instagram. It's insane. It's insane. There's more pictures of dogs than humans. Definitely. So, consider that as well. All right. So, As we said, we've talked about online retailers. We've talked about in-person camera shops. We've talked about selling personally. We've talked about selling to corporations. We've talked about giving stuff away. And we've talked about give it to your friends with babies and puppies. Did I leave anything out?
1: I think it's also one of those things that is a great gift. Let's say you're on a date and you're getting to (gasps) know someone and, and you're getting to know them better and better and you are stuck for a gift. A film camera is the coolest gift it's especially right now it's such a cool thing
0: you give them a camera and a roll of film and it's a great it's just a great gift particularly a polaroid mm. polaroid because there's no waiting right it's instant results right. it's very exciting so yeah that's a good tip too uh should i tell my story of how i gave a polaroid sx-70 to a woman who broke my heart in the spring <laughs> we may or may not edit that out yeah. but i did <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if i feel like editing yeah that we'll out. see but yes, I did do that. I was yes. I was quite taken with someone. I gave her a Polaroid SX seventy and, and she stopped. That stomped was at my the arc. end of that. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Maybe you can make it work where I didn't. Let's hear from you guys. Out in, I, out in dreamland. Yes, dreamland. Never said that before. Yeah, I like that. Email us, gang. I dream of cameras at gmail.com. Did we leave something out? Did we leave out a strategy or a tactic? A good experience you've had? A bad experience you've had? Okay. Are you braver than we with your local <laughs> Craigslist or with eBay? Right. If we have prolific eBay sellers out there, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Give us help. Give us a hand. Yeah. Okay. We now arrive at the point in the show. Where Gabe gives you your assignment. Oh, here we go. This is so thrilling. To
1: all our many, many photographer friends out there, this is what we would like you to do. It's a portrait assignment, okay, with whatever camera you have. Take a portrait of a friend, very simple, and then take a portrait of a stranger. You can take as many as you want, but we're basically looking for a portrait of a friend and a portrait of a stranger. And please tag us, post it and tag us. We would love to see it and we would love to uh, put them on our feed. So very simple assignment, but get out there and do it and be very sweet when you approach these strangers. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, just ask that like, you know, like I would recommend... If you want a strategy for this, look at Sissy Lou on YouTube. Oh, my God, yes. Sissy is... She's the expert. She's the expert. I would watch her and then uh, do as she does. So yeah, there you
0: go. That's your assignment. I love it. This is so exciting. This is a rolling assignment, yeah. guys. There's no deadline nope. or anything. We're putting it out there. It's the end of the year. It's the holiday season. As a matter of fact, this is technically our Christmas episode yes. because our next episode will come out right before New Year's. Right. So... Holiday gatherings are in the offing. Right. Whether it is Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa <laughs> or Saturnalia, whatever, whatever you you're feel. celebrating. Yep. Get together, take pictures of a friend, I guess a relative. That counts, right? That counts. Yeah, if, uh, totally. Someone you know and someone you don't know. Right. And tag I dream of cameras on Instagram and post it. And Gabe, who knows how to do such things, will find a way to amplify yeah. your Picture exactly because he knows how to do that exactly I don't know how to do that I love it that is your first I dream of cameras assignment I'm very excited by this we've never done it before we're eager to see how it goes definitely wow look at that that's our hour that's crazy unbelievable and I've got some announcements
1: I'm so, I'm so excited I have some announcements before we wrap up
0: oh you're going to make some more announcements yeah I got a couple announcements I'm excited okay. I just want to, since it is the holiday season, it's the season of giving, check out the merch page at idreamofcameras.com. I just want to tell you a couple of the things you might find there. We have our half a cookie swag, our newest thing, okay? A celebration of Gabe's coinage of half a cookie (laughs) as a way of referring to half frame cameras. There is a cartoon devised by my brother, Keith Greenstein, about half a cookie. We have our many... I Dream of Cameras logo T-shirts. There's the hang tag, which is, of course, our central logo. There are the cameras jumping over a fence. There's the Aperture Cloud yep. logo. Many, many I Dream of Cameras. There is the Scannenberg uncertainty principle. Oh, yes. An inexplicably popular choice <laughs> for nerds out there, which came out of a remark I made about how scanning is never a perfect representation of the image that you took. And, of course, I got to say these are my favorites. The Dream Team, our cast oh, yes. of characters armed with cameras such as a Hasselblad, an SX-70, a Nikon, a Rollei, I think that's there's probably one more. And a Leica. Right. Those are our five. And each has a character associated with it. Go to the merch page, guys. They're so great. So much fun. Give them as gifts. You can get them on mugs and magnets and sweats and T-shirts and All kinds of stuff. Crazy. Go and look. I throw it to Gabe for some announcements that I'm not even aware of. Here's some
1: announcements. I have to tell you. So one of our favorite YouTubers and friend of the show, Chris Chu, I met him yesterday. We went to Verve and got caught up on life and cameras and all that kind of stuff. He is having a photo walk on Sunday, (gasps) this Sunday.
0: Sunday the... What day is that? (laughs) Look at look at how prepared we are. I'm, I'm Sunday, for two- the 18th of December, twenty twenty-two. There
1: you go. So this Sunday he is having a photo walk. Uh, it's in Venice and it's two oh one two Strang's Drive. Strong's Drive. Sorry. <laughs> we'll start that again. Two oh one two Strong's Drive, Venice. Nine oh two nine one. It's sponsored by B&H and Fujifilm. Phenomenal. It'll be a ton of fun. I mean, there are a lot of people that are going to show up. You're going to walk around the canals. You're going to walk to the skate you know, park over there in Venice, which ah, is great. very fun. So I just recommend that would be a great thing. And we love Chris Chu. So uh, say hi from us if you join him. That would be Fabulous. very, very fun. Also, I would like to say that after Jeff Greenstein told me about this thing that was going on with Mark O'Brien, with taking, he was taking a U.S. Box, right? Yes. And stuffing in, I guess, a bunch of camera equipment. And he guaranteed. Surprise box. Yeah, surprise box. And there would be a working 35mm camera. No idea. It's $50. And you didn't know what, he didn't know what you were going to get because I guess he did them all at once and just put them in a pile. So fantastic. It was so much fun. I got mine. Thank you, Mark. I loved it. It had a Pentex Spotmatic F. And a bunch of lenses and a meter. And it, it was just all kinds of cool stuff. It was just one of those that things that great. I would get excited about. If I was at a garage sale, there'd be a big box of stuff. So that was really, really fun. And I must say thank you to Travis Black, who's Black 76 on Instagram. He sent me a little birthday gift of
0: what yeah
1: oh double x baby double x i've never shot it
0: oh god it's my favorite i'm, I'm bulk so, loading it right now
1: so excited so thank you so much travis that was so cool that was my little uh birthday present i was very
0: very happy about that that's my excitement for the announcements phenomenal that is great that is great yep. fantastic gabe It's the holiday season, a time of gratitude, a time of giving. Who do we have to thank for everything they have given to our show? Oh, my gosh.
1: Keith Greenstein, thank you so much for giving us a look and making us a real podcast. You know, we could we literally could walk around and say, hey, I have a podcast. People go, yeah, right. But we get to hand them (laughs) stickers and they go, wait a minute. You're for real. You have a, a real podcast with information and everything on it. So thank you. Thank you and uh the amazing uh fred culis Corey oh, um dear. i know it's sad <laughs> sorry fred but fred gives us this great sound and these uh sound bites that we're going to be including in many more shows in the future so thank you so much for that and uh and we're very thankful for both of you
0: very much so all right well listen gang as i said we'll be back just before new year's please Check us out. Okay, as you know, you can find us on Instagram. We are iDream of Cameras. Okay, you're going to want to know about that for tagging us in your photo assignment. Yes. Gabe Sachs is Gabe Sachs on Instagram. I am S Jeff Greenstein because Jeff Greenstein is a tax fraud felon. <laughs> also, as we've said, go to iDreamofCameras.com for all your iDream of Cameras needs. That website is a Keith Greenstein joint as well. Yes. Gabe. Walk us out of here. Uh, one more
1: thing. I will be in New York next week. Ooh. And uh, you obviously know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure anytime you walk into B&H, I will be at the use right. counter. Just just follow the trail of drool. <laughs> right, Just follow the trail. <laughs> and bags. Either one. You could, you could be either. Um, here's, here's my thought to end the show. Give a little love to a camera you haven't used in a while they'll be happy you'll be happy it's a really good idea i picked up my garage sale find, which was that leica 3f oh yeah um from 1934 and i picked that up and i was very very excited to use it so uh go look in your collection even if it's a collection of two and give love to the other one they'll appreciate it see you next time